What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Honestly, the best part <laughs> the best part about the Try Guys drama is that it's shown me that you really can be famous without being famous. Exactly. Like you really can be successful and no one has ever heard of you. Yes. Much like Andrew Carnegie. I watched what? <laughs> I watched I watched a video of uh, the girl that it was a compilation of, of some sorts. Mm-hmm. And the girl that he ended up cheating with was like on some of their content. And she was like talking about how much of a big fan of the Try Guys she was. Ah. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Uh, it's obvious how that happened. But I was like, you were a huge, she was a huge fan of the Try Guys to the point where she was like nervous to meet them for the first mm. And I was like, these guys are the most, you know, vanilla dudes. Yeah. It's really, it's crazy how, you know, when, when. It's like being nervous to meet a mannequin. <laughs> That's really good. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast coming at you live from your local Knights of Columbus fish fry. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. That's I went a, to a great idea to a, that we should do, by the way. We should do a, a, of, oh. a live podcast from a, from a Knights of Columbus fish fry. Yeah. Wouldn't that be incredible? Or pancake breakfast or, any time of the year. Exactly. I think and we it, could even throw it, too. We could throw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and that'd we be a could, ton of We fun. could be serving people. We could be the guys frying the fish or or pancaking the breakfast. Yes, it would be like it would be like one of those in those weird movies where someone goes to a strange town, and like the guy who's the train conductor is also the mayor, is also the doctor, is also the banker, <laughs> and it's us like taking someone's ticket and then running over and then cooking the fish and then running over and cleaning off the tables. And we keep changing boys, outfits. The boys run our their own <laughs> pancake breakfast. That'd be really funny. That is funny. I also love that meme of just like the same guy runs the whole town. I don't know why that exists, but it's <laughs> where did that even come from? Because that's so funny. I don't know, but a core team member at my youth group in high school, she experienced that exact thing. It was she stopped for she stopped for directions at <laughs> in like this small town in Alabama, and she went into this gas station. And uh-huh. it was a guy and didn't know where they were. He, he was yeah. like, it's ever. They were trying to get back to the highway. He didn't know. He didn't know. Well, he knew, but he was like, this is Evergreen, Alabama. She's like, no, I'm I've, trying to figure out where I've we are. I've been trying to leave this town for 50 years. <laughs> and they go across the street to the McDonald's, and the guy behind the counter is his twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> so she had this experience of like, uh, but at least that's how I remember the story. It was that's like 10 crazy. Years ago she told us, but 
It was so funny. That's that Avatar the Last Airbender episode. We had we had such a good uh, a good story culture in our youth group growing really? up. Did you have this? Um I didn't have culture until I was 21. You if if you're li- if you're listening you were in my high school youth group which like four of you are. Shout um, out. The 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 ACT listens to Patrick's podcast squad is getting bigger by the day. <laughs> um but they, we had a really, they'll remember, we had a really solid like story culture for the first three years of my time in youth group because it was the same core team members for like nine years. Oh, that's awesome. When I got there, it was great. And so people, kids, siblings had been in youth group, right? Mm-hmm. And so we had this like oral tradition. That's because beautiful. Because we would, we would have these lock-ins and the only thing to do past a certain point was like sit around and tell stories. Yeah. And so the so the 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 core team members would like run up and we would run up to the core team members and be like, tell the Evergreen Alabama story. You gotta uh-huh. tell the story. Or yeah. tell the breaking wind story. Uh-huh. Um or tell the seven H story, which is a funny one. And that story, the seven H story came from another story called the Fuzz Story. Oh. And this is the, this is the story that I'll tell. Okay. So I'm not going to tell the fuzz story on the podcast. That would be a breach of that would be a breach of etiquette. Plus, I never heard the fuzz story. The fuzz story was the was the golden goose in my youth group. Okay, we had a core team member whose nickname was Fuzz. Okay, <laughs> and she oh, it's a woman. To- a woman. She never told me why her her nickname was Fuzz because she had a rule that she would only tell the fuzz story on a retreat. It was okay. a genius way to get kids on retreats. Yeah, that's that's really smart. Like a little subtle, like, hey, come on the retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one year, she, the kid, she told the story. She was the first person to ask me on a retreat, I'll tell the fuzz story to. Okay. And uh, then one year, the kid who asked her left early. And so <sighs> she said, no, it has to be the first person on the second day of the retreat to ask me. The person so, came, extracted the info, and then dipped yeah, Did they just come his, for the fuzz retreat or for the fuzz story? I don't know, I don't know if, it, if that was his plan. If so, that's a lot of commitment. That's that's but, hilarious. But that's she really changed funny. it. She changed the rules. So it had to be the first person to ask on the second day of the retreat. Okay. And so this was a thing. And she would only tell it once. And so if you if you weren't up early with the rest of the kids who would ask the, the question, you didn't get it and you had to wait till the next retreat. Dang. So my friend, Daniel. And none of these him, kids narked. No, it was a rule. Lips it was it was sealed. it was sacred. It was wow. like if you if you told the fuzz story, you stole someone else's story. It was all there was all, I also recall this weird thing where like you couldn't tell other people's stories. It was huh. like against the rules. Never underestimate the power of young Catholics to keep something secret that ultimately is extremely meaningless to feel more powerful than other teenagers. <laughs> Well, I mean, what happened is that this is what Fuzz would say when Never you hear the Kairos? story. Little nanobots, little little nanobots, go into your brain, and if you tell the story, they explode and mm-hmm. you die. Um, that she would told make me sense. that she would tell me the story if I became a priest, and she would tell me, and she would tell me when I was under the seal of confession, so okay. I could never tell anyone I knew the story. <laughs> mm. I don't think <laughs> anyway, that's how confession works, but no, it's not. But at all. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, Daniel, who you met, he was in my wedding party. I know about Daniel. He's got to play the piano. Yeah. How's he doing, he's by the way? So doing great. He so desperately wanted to hear the fuzz story. They were on a sure. retreat at a cabin, like at, a, at like a campsite that had cabins. The he was cabins, in a cabin. The cabins had buildings that were labeled one through six, and mm-hmm. they had rooms that were labeled A through G. And so he was like, "Fuzz, what cabin are you in? I'm gonna meet you right outside your cabin on the on the on the day of the, re- the second day of the retreat. I'm gonna hear the fuzz story." Yes. Set him in cabin seven H. 7H cabin did not <laughs> does exist. not exist. So he's That's running around. Really funny. He's running around the the campsite desperately yeah. looking for, for this cabin, 
and uh, he he finally gives up and he can't find Fuzz. He finds her at breakfast and he goes, Fuzz, what's the Fuzz story? She's like, am I the first person? No, sorry, he doesn't ask. He runs up and says, am I the first person? Mm -hmm. And she says, yes. And he says, fantastic. She said, hold on, you can't ask me what the Fuzz story is because you can't just get it. That's selfish. You got to go find two other people, come back and I'll tell you. Uh And he says, okay. And so he runs. He runs away. And he goes to find two other people. Mm -hmm. But see, this is not a retreat with just us there's other people at the retreat oh and they overheard the conversation uh-huh and so they go fuzz story what's oh. the fuzz story why didn't he just grab those people i don't know <laughs> i don't Daniel. know but technically speaking these strangers were the people who asked her for the first time on the second day of a retreat and so she told them the fuzz story he came back and he missed it dang and it sucked and so uh, that would actually so make Daniel, me really mad i know <laughs> because that's so like you've deceived this young man who all he wants to do is hear this cool story and on a technicality he misses out i know it was a bummer i think he eventually finally did get the fuzz story that's that would be lame i would not be friends with that court team member anymore you still don't know i bet do you have that person's number i think i got it illicitly because she told a member of our parish who told me the story so i i don't but i don't know but fuzz said that she sometimes tells a false version of the story to like throw off the scent so i don't know do you still do you still know this person? Like, could you call them up? Um, I mean, we're friends on Facebook. I went to her wedding. I crashed her wedding, actually. So here's what I think: for the video bonus podcast next week, we should try to get the fuzz story, either live Ooh. or a or a retelling. I don't know. I don't know if that that might breach the. We gotta get we gotta get the wolf pack. Uh, shout out to the wolf pack. Uh, Patrick, I'm in, trying to get people to sign Discord. up for our Patreon. You gotta you're gonna be like, yes, definitely, I can do that. That, that sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> What do you t- know, what, do you, like, what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. We're just, it's content, baby. It's a breach. It's a breach of etiquette. It's, no, it's, it's not. A- this is a, just some <laughs> random twenty-five-year-old woman that decided that she was going to make this part of her life a secret. <laughs> now you don't understand. Anybody can so, do that and then make a book so, about who is she? So Jane like, Austen? Where he's just supposed to be high, such high regard for this storytelling that we can't share it on a video bonus podcast? <laughs> You don't understand. I do understand. This, this was so protected that I like I it's something deep within if me. If she was it's like sharing it privately with teenagers, then there's nothing about it that can be bad. <laughs> Otherwise, right. she's she should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, the buzz story was pure as the driven snow. Indeed. Uh as the wind driven snow. But yeah, pure that, the that, snow that, was, that gets pushed to the side of the road by the plow. Pure as the driven <laughs> snow. The snow that gets dirty and pushed by the <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was, that was, uh, that was by youth group culture. There's a big old bunch yeah. of storytelling. Yeah. We, but we it was so, it was that. so, yeah. it was so well known in the youth group that mm-hmm. I, my first week there, they did skits mm-hmm. and someone in one of the small groups did a skit of Daniel at the retreat trying <laughs> to get the fuzz story. So like the, this, it was, Owned. it was, I know it was, this, this youth group, it was so great because we had all these like inside jokes that would yeah. get passed down to the new kids. And so the new kids would kind of get like brought into the community that yeah. way. It's like hazy. very, something, something that, that was very underappreciated. I think by me, yes. I just assumed that's how friend groups worked no. and how like, youth groups worked. No, but unfortunately no. Yeah. There's something beautiful about that, about being invited into a place. It's ideally what people should experience when they enter the church just as an adult and realize like, wow, there's a ton here that I need to be like initiated into, you know? Um, and people are happy to tell you. And people are happy to tell you. And there's so. no like, there's no like fuzz Troy told me she was going to tell the fuzz story. You're Jesus, not like mad yeah. about it. You right. know, Daniel but, was never yeah. frustrated, but he did put together a secret agency called team seven H. 
<laughs> and uh, we were we we our mission was to get the fuzz story. Man, I was so lame in high school compared to you guys. <laughs> I went to our, like I went to like football games and like parties and stuff, and then you guys were like coming up with secret societies to discover <laughs> the fuzz story of an adult so volunteer. Fun, man. <laughs> man, I, I tell you, my youth group was special. It's not. It's hard to replicate that. I was I was busy going to parties where my girlfriend at the time would be taking vodka shots, and then she broke up with me because I That's wasn't sad. taking vodka shots. Nice. Uh, you guys really missed out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I went to parties where other people were taking vodka shots. I was never taking vodka shots, to be clear. Yeah. No. Me. Me either. Yeah. Well, you said it as if I was. Just now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I know you haven't. I, I from our I've secret, never taken our, a shot in my life. <laughs> from our secret unreleased alcohol episode, I know that you did not drink until you were 21. From our secret unreleased video bonus podcast from last week, you know that I do drink now. Currently. You're currently, <laughs> currently drinking on this I podcast. really am currently drinking a little alcohol in the little cup. Doing a, doing the podcast on a Wednesday seriously hampers my ability to drink on the podcast. <laughs> you need to. Can we get you like a mini fridge for your office? Uh, sure, but I also can't drink before Edge. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't drink before a youth group event. But what if? Anyway, no, that's all right. That makes sense. No, that's that's in the that's in the the list of fireable offenses. <laughs> that's pretty cool though. I wish I'm trying to think if my youth group had any kind of like fun stories or anything like that we, there were like specific items well because we had three youth ministers over the four years that i was in high school That's so it was tough. really hard to build any kind of continuity um the one youth know. minister that was we there did, my, this, my first year was a new youth minister so we did maintain continuity but it was right. mostly because the kids didn't leave that's fair yeah it's tricky and it was an old core team member who became the youth minister. So I guess that's... Patrick, how fun would it be if, hypothetically speaking, one day we lived in the same city and uh-huh. you and I became core team members for a youth group? <laughs> That'd be nuts. It'd be electric. That'd be crazy. That we youth group wouldn't know what hit it. <laughs> we would have no, that would be so, so I try to, powerful. I try to tell my kids, this is listen, I, I, I spent $100 of parish money. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Father Dave, if you're listening to this. I spent $100 of parish money on sheets and Starbucks gift cards and I'm giving them to the teens and I'm saying, Hey, go hang out with each other outside of youth group. What are they going to do with me, bed sheets? Without <laughs> sheets is a gas station that serves oh. drinks and food. Got it. <laughs> I just, like I bought a bunch of sheets at target, you know, the basic gift cards. Sheets, sheets is a gas station. It's like sheets, a Wawa or comma, a quick trip. gift cards. A, a, quick trip a, makes sense. A quick okay, trip. Yeah. Do they have no, quick it's not trip? sheets, comma, gift card. It's so you gave them card. sheets, quick trip sheets with the quick trip logo on the sheets. No. What Do you have quick trip in Pennsylvania? No, but I briefly saw a quick trip when I was in your uh, neck of region. the woods. Yeah, your neck of the woods. Quick trip is big down here. Is it? You, also, you guys also have come and go, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I was just talking to <laughs> the other day just about the unfortunate, what, what set of circumstances happened? To make that gas station exist the way that it does. All the other ones you can trust. Phillips 66. You know, you're driving on the road and a man named Philip is going to... He's going to fill you up. Phillips 66. Right. That makes sense. Quick trip. It's a quick trip. You stop Mm -hmm. and it's quick. Sheets. They only sell various types of sheets. Sheets. Um, Sinclair. A dinosaur comes, takes a dump in your gas can. And that's how fossil fuel, right? Fossil yep. fuel, Sinclair, uh-huh. um, Exxon, uh, mobile, your mobile 
you're moving around. Uh, BP. Exxon Mobil sounds like a telephone. BP stands for British Petroleum, so that's easy. pretty easy. Um, and then all of a sudden you get to come and go. <laughs> Spelled K-U-M. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's the worst. I was gonna excuse them. I was gonna excuse them for the the come and go because that 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 phrase does come from the word to arrive. Like that's why it's used. Right. So it's not ex- like whenever whenever I, I've started to roll my eyes whenever I hear that now because it's like yeah no that's just what the word just is derived the word from. Means. So but, it's not a double but why, entendre. K U M is but K U M is pretty on. Other other than the actual spelling of the innuendo word. Did you know that my, my Google safe search wouldn't let me search summa cum laude? I told you that before. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just if you see like the letters together, like I just can't imagine a grosser series of letters <laughs> than K-U-M. Yeah, like it just is, I drive by and I just kind of feel dirty, you know? Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe. Maybe they're like, you want to come to our nasty gas station? Yeah, <laughs> we have the dirtiest bathrooms the dirtiest, in Oklahoma, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to a Bucky's? Oh yeah, yeah. So Bucky's has that that whole thing. I'm about to do um, something to those of us that live in that in that place <laughs> to the south. Yeah. Bucky's overrated. I agree with you. Bucky's does kind of suck. You're I, telling me they, all Bucky's is is just more lights and more pumps. That's all you have. Yeah, it's in some just, weird place that you can get fried chicken. It's just what every gas station is going to look like in the year 2050. Yeah. <laughs> just gigantic. Well, you but really no, I, I, Bucky says this. says we're not going to have any more gas cars. So Is that true? Yeah. It's true that he said it. That he said it. <laughs> uh, but but Bucky's it has this reputation as the cleanest bathrooms. And I did go to a Bucky's and the bathrooms were not that clean. Really? And so that was my first impression mm. of a Bucky's and they ruined it for me. But I do I, like, I love the, the idea of, hey, our, our bathrooms are always the cleanest. Cause that's where I'm stopping when I gotta, you know, take a take a little little trip, uh-huh. take a little business take a quick trip. trip. Yeah. <laughs> they do but, say uh, that everything's yeah. bigger in Texas, and you really learn that when you walk into a Bucky's bathroom, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. All of a sudden, you're like, I really gotta go. <laughs> My bladder is bigger. That's crazy. Yeah, I think this is good. I think we should stick with toilet humor for a while. I think we should. <laughs> we're entering. I think, we're. <laughs> I think we should keep talking about poop. <laughs> and come and go, and also pee, and maybe bathrooms. Just we're more. entering our toilet era. Yeah, which <laughs> we're a couple of stinky guys. Some might say that we've been in our toilet era for a long time. <laughs> what do you think? So I'm <gasps> flushed I'm, away. Let's do a commentary. Flushed track. away flushed would away. actually be pretty That'd good. It'd be so fun. Yes. Keep your legs straight when you hit the water. <laughs> I love that. I love the movie because it's British. I think British movies are funny. I like it when they do the accent. You know, I like it when they say words different. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Brexit, isn't it? Hey, oi, oi, bruv. Oi, bruv. It's me, Boris Johnson. Oh, yes. <laughs> Piers Morgan and all that. You know? okay. <laughs> I love this and this. I can't see it. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Rocking back and forth. Fit, flushed How's it away going, would be mate? Good. Flushed away would be good. Um. I was just thinking shrimp about, on the bob. Okay, we're done. I was just thinking about like places to do a live podcast from. Obviously, Knights of Columbus Fish Fry. Obviously, yes. the Seek uh, Mission Way. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucky's Bucky's bathroom. A Bucky's bathroom. <laughs> that would be so funny. Notoriously, bathrooms. Notoriously, the worst place for acoustics yes. in terms of recording. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Let's do a podcast. I love I love the idea of it not being. It's just like complete a... silence, <laughs> and, then, and then you go, "Hey, Pat, about a toilet paper over here. Can you hand? Me? Don't talk to me. Don't mean. talk to me right now." What if, we did, what if we were in separate stalls and we were both mic'd up, and we ha- and we podcasted through the stall, so that people who are coming in and out just thought we were two guys talking, but they yeah. don't realize that we've been there for an hour. <laughs> We could, and it's perfect because you bring snacks in there, like this, and you got everything you need in that yeah. one spot. Yeah, and you don't even need to pay for it because you're not technically shoplifting. You're not taking yeah. it out of the store. Yeah, it's still in the store. It's in my tummy. Yeah, and then I'm gonna digest it, so it's gonna be gone by the time I leave the store. So I'm not stealing. I think I think podcast, but from place is our new is our new brand. Podcast from a place. From place, we just need to get like a travel channel sponsorship, like mm-hmm. Bert Bertland Kreischer. Sure. And uh and just go all over the place and be like, we want to do a podcast from uh you know, <laughs> New Zealand. No, not New Zealand. We want to do a podcast on the Lord of the Rings tour. I want to do a podcast from the world's largest ball of yarn in Kansas. <laughs> I need you to pay for my flight. The world's largest prayer hands are in Oklahoma. You gotta do the prayer squat. That was like a that was our thing for that a while. That was our thing for a while. Is it still our thing though? No, not. I mean, I still do it in like youth group pictures because it's like kind of funny. Is it but. still? Tr- it's kind of like how when I sneeze, I still dab. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a fossil, but you know we're frozen in the era in which we grew up, which is why 20, people are. I'm posting. stuck in 2016. It's that's why that's why people are that's why millennials are becoming content producers now at like big companies and they're saying things like this will restore your faith in humanity. <laughs> yes, you're really upset about that post, huh? No, I'm not upset about that post. It's a great example. You keep bringing it up. I brought it up twice. I yeah. tweeted about it and then brought it you up did twice. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's three times. That is three times. How does that uh, post make t- you feel? Um, cringy. Hmm. Feels cringy. Do you, do you feel that cringe is connected in some way with your relationship with your mother? <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole podcast episode on millennial humor. What's some other millennial you're, humor that you're you evading don't like? the the question, Patrick? <laughs> not at all related to my mother no. it's related to my relationship with myself you know what's related <laughs> to my mother me i'm related to my mother we're moving on <laughs> we could do a whole podcast you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about my thing you know you said earlier that stuck out to me when i was what? telling the story about the stories in <laughs> the, fuzz, the fuzzy group. stories yeah, the yeah, buzz yeah, yeah. story um you mentioned how like bringing new people in mm-hmm. in like that oral tradition is important and like we wish you wish that the church did that say more yes. about that hey Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I think there's... I think I think a lot... I, I, was, I was struck by something recently where... And I'm going to look up the exact thing because it was... It bothered me, and then I tweeted about it, which can you, which is something that I do. It is something that you do. So it's pretty cringe. I'm, I know it is but related to that. my mother. Um, let's see. So Bishop Robert Barron. Oh, I know that guy. Can, let's state some facts here. Large fact, man. fact number one: He does not manage his own Twitter account. No, definitely not. Can we just acknowledge this? Of course. Nobody in their right mind starts every post with friends, comma. No one does that. Except someone who's been hired to do that, right? So let's let's all get that through our brains. Like if you're if you're a rationally thinking, oh my god, these hiccups. If you're a rationally thinking human being, you know that Bishop Robert Barron does not run his own socials. Okay, 
obviously. So he posts this article, and I believe it's an article we talked about a while ago. Uh, I think on the Twitch stream, maybe. But it was four ways to grow the church. You remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was four ways to grow the church. He said, friends, none of us should be content with the decline of our churches. There's undeniably a need for more priests. But we also need more evangelists, people unafraid to stand up and proclaim Christ as Lord. Here are four strategies we can begin today. It's fine. You can you can post a link to your article. That's okay. Um, here's some of the top uh, top responses. This, this was is from, on this is on Barron's Twitter account. This is on Barron's Twitter account, um, and all of almost all of the responses are things like uh, like this. Let's see. This is a great thought, Bishop Barron. Let's look at the successes of groups such as the FSSP, the ICKSP, and the SSPX. They have a tremendous growth in parishioners and vocations. In the interest of holding back the decline, would you support the tradition? Similar person. Thank Uh, you, Tridentine Brewing Restorationist. Yes. We should really learn from our secular friends by dropping the superstition and embracing the scientific method. Let's look at the evidence. Which areas of the Catholic Church are doing the best? Are there any groups that are booming? How can we follow them? And, like, there's just a bunch of people replying. One... Another one. Bishop, one of the lessons we should consider is look at what's working. Orders such as the FSSP are attracting vocations. It's just a bunch of people that are shilling for trad stuff uh, in his replies, which all the TLM masses I attend are packed. I mean, that's fair. They happen in smaller, small churches. churches. Yes. Um, (laughs) So I was I I was reading this post and I was like the one in Steubenville, interestingly enough, not not packed packed. Hmm. because it happens in a big church. That makes sense. It's about as well attended as anything else. And it's 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 in Steubenville. Steubenville, Ohio. The, it's like a super Catholic. I mean, there's a ton of trads at Franciscan. Mm-hmm. I was struck by a couple of things. I was struck by one, the fact that people think that Bishop Barron is reading his own Twitter replies. <laughs> um, <laughs> just seemed, I wanted to like, I wanted to make that like a meme of like, just say like, oh, Bishop Barron, don't you see what the FSSP is doing with that like nerd emoji where it's kind of coming around the sides, that yeah. little video? I wanted to do that so bad. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. I might still make it. But another thing that struck me, let's say I was just thinking <laughs> about this. Let's say that I'm a guy. Good start. Let's say that I'm a guy who Dude. is interested in the church and I saw bishops. Let's say I saw the Shia LaBeouf interview, right? Uh-huh. And cool. Like, I didn't know he was Catholic. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Shia, Shia LaBeouf interview. Who's this I bishop? Saw Steven. Who's this bishop that he's talking to, right? Oh, this is interesting. He looks like he has a lot of videos. This is really – I'm going to follow him on Twitter. Click. This probably has happened, right, where someone finds – sees something, Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, whatever. They see something Bishop Barron does, follow him on Twitter. See these tweets. It's like, okay, Saint Day, Saint Day, Saint Day. I kind of know that saints exist. I don't really care, blah, 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 blah. Oh, there's this article. It seems to be getting a lot of traction. Let me read the comments on this, right? Maybe this guy exists. Maybe he doesn't. But the point is, is if you're someone... I find it hard to believe that all 200,000 followers of Bishop Robert Barron are interested in it being the Feast of St. Francis Assisi. Correct. Yeah. Um, But let's say this person who's maybe Catholic, maybe fallen away, maybe Protestant, maybe agnostic, who knows, sees this post, and then all of the comments, all of the highly rated comments at least, with the most likes and the most comments and all those things, are the ones sort of aggressively telling the bishop, like, hey... Um, all of these traditional societies are doing amazing and you should speak out in support of them. And then you look at Father James Martin and then you look at Taylor Marshall and then you look at Pope, just the replies of Pope Francis or what, like you start looking at all these places and you start to see that like 
the thing that is supported generally are not supportive comments, which is just how the internet works in a general sense. But the thought yeah. process should be like for someone who's walking into a church, one of the reasons that Protestant churches are so successful and can grow so quickly is because when you walk in, um, at least on that individual level, you, you don't have to deal with like the conflict. And I'm sure there's still conflict in these smaller Protestant churches. Um, but you're not instantly distinguished with what Protestant denomination yes. you're talking about. Cause it, most yeah, high church mainline Protestants I, are dealing with the same things. we are. Sure. I'm just thinking of like your average non-denom you come in, you sing church a song. Plan, Acts 29. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. I'm just thinking of something like that, which is the only Protestant churches I've been to recently. Um, oh, sure. But you walk in, everyone's smiling at you. They're all encouraging you. It seems like everybody's on the same page for the most part. And you get invited to a small group and you're like, cool. And by the time you realize that there are major differences, you're already in a community. So it doesn't really matter. You're somewhat insulated from that. Yeah. If you're on the outside looking in uh, to the Catholic church, it, I compared it to this feeling that you might have if you go to a friend's house and like the parents are fighting while you're there and like the siblings aren't really listening to the parents mm. and like they're not really listening to each other. Nobody's really listening to anything. It's just loud the whole time. And like, I don't know if you've ever been when you're a kid or when you're older, been over to a house like this and just how one stressful it is. And two, how much it feels like you don't belong there because nobody is putting aside their differences to like host you. They're just kind of yes. arguing and then you feel like an intruder. And I have to imagine when people see posts like this about Bishop Barron or whoever, they don't feel like when people say, oh, you got to come home, come home to the church. You got to come back home. Like what, what kind of home are we inviting these people into? Um, I feel bad rolling my eyes at that, but I did roll my eyes at that. You did roll your eyes. I saw it. It was pretty funny. Because uh, <laughs> I do, I do yeah. hear that from... We, we've said this before on the cast that we're mm -hmm. hard on the trads because they can take it. They're not going anywhere. They're not going hopefully. anywhere. They're fine. They're fine. We're hard on the trads because they can take it. I it, I hear it from traditional people. They're like, come home. Like, welcome home. You see it on Catholic Reddit all the time. And yes, Catholic Reddit's a bunch of trads. Like, welcome home. Um, but like, what a home. <laughs> yeah. What a home we've created. Yeah. It, it feels like every, like, it's not actually a home. It's just a bunch of people kind of talking to each other about why their, you know, their path or like their way that they're experiencing Catholicism is the only way. Um, yes. And that is, I think that feeling, right? If like you can imagine what that feeling is of walking into a house like that and feeling unwelcome and feeling like a burden, that's what people experience when they look into the church online, which is how most people look into things these days. You're not, you're not going to find someone very rare as the person whose first encounter with the Catholic church now is I'm going to go to Catholic mass. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, a lot of times outside of probably the college and high school context, I'm talking just about for adults, they're mm -hmm. going to look up something. They're going to read something. They're going to see people reference things. They're going to see things pop up. They're going to look into it. And if what they find is just a bunch of people constantly asserting their dominance over other people. It's just, it looks like a bunch of noise and a bunch of static. Sure. And I, I struggle to find the balance between like, okay, we need good, interesting and rigorous discussion because there are real problems in the world and in the church. And those aren't just going to go away if we all play nice. But at the same time, we have to be able to have productive conversations while still 
creating an environment of home, an environment mm-hmm. of community. Uh, I just wonder if that's even possible online or if we should just like, because we've been in this place where we're like, it's not possible online. You know, I've said this. We're just yeah. giving up. It all has to be in person. I, I've like gone back and forth where it's like, it is possible, yes. but then it's not possible. <laughs> I'm just wondering, we, can we, you, you can we create fickle. that feeling? Yeah, this is one know. of this is one of my this is one of my 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 major fears when it comes to like the stuff that we're trying to do is like, does this contradict things we've said in the past? I and, don't care yeah. if it does. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it does. We, we've grown, and we, we've developed, and I needed those two years off of Twitter. I really did because mm-hmm. I came back and I I was like, oh, I don't actually need this, you know. Yeah. Um, and anyway, uh, I'm putting I was putting together the the guidebook the mission guidebook for the crunch and nice. i was putting together nice. like <clears throat> based on what uh, kind of a, a composite of what people have told me <gasps> their journeys to faith looked like because of mm-hmm. the podcast and i put together you know what someone whose friend told them so we've had people who come up to us about the podcast and say like okay a friend of mine shared this podcast with me and it sparked conversation and we i went to the newman center and you know i had a went on a retreat encounter with jesus discipleship now I evangelize that sort of thing. We've had that discussion. Beautiful. And we've also had people who discovered us through the internet and because of the podcast sought out a church and a mm-hmm. community and found it on like through the discord, et cetera, like that sort of thing. And so we've seen it happen online, but it always, when I was writing, when I was writing these like composite stories, these, these discipleship timelines, uh, the thing that I settled on was like, even the one that's quote unquote online is not exclusively online. It's necessarily yeah. hybrid because it's always going to lead offline. Yeah. I've been thinking about what Baron says when it comes like engaging on the digital continent, the digital you know? archipelago. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, the digital Areopagus, <laughs> the digital, the digital isthmus. The digital Galapagos. The digital <laughs> turtle that we all are riding on the back of. <laughs> that turtle is on top of four elephants. And that, right? and those elephants are named um, Rashak, Ra- Meshach, Abednego, and... Daniel. It, Mike, Mike uh, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep going. Um, I and lost. I think that... Lost in the sauce. The digital continent is fine. I had to find image yes but everyone is online too yes so like it's not even just the digital continent it's like it's like I, every regardless of whether how many cal newport books i read um i can't expect everyone to be off of their phones or even right. desire this and i've come where i'm at right now is like we need to communicate as a church according to the mode of the knower (laughs) of the Mm -hmm. one that we're communicating to. Mm -hmm. And right now the way that people receive messages is through, um, very well thought out and Lord, forgive me, uh, intentional branding (laughs) of messages. Mm -hmm. And so I think we all need to be like, just aware of the, of the brand that we're portraying. And like, that's not to say that, in terms of the way that we're selling things like the, the trying to sell a couch. Cause I think some people try to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, what's funny is that you say branding the church and then a certain kind of person 
Shout out to you know who I'm talking to. How's it going, man? I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, so a certain person recoiled. Wait, it's okay. He he does. He tell does. me, tell he me, does. tell me. Hey, come on, tell me. It's Father Anthony. He hates oh, brand. Okay. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I want to um, know. I don't like being left out. You got to tell me the fuzz story later too. No, the thing. I, okay. Uh, the th- it's the thing. Uh, people recoil when you talk about brand because we are tired of being sold to, mm. but you have to understand then that everyone who encounters brands is also in the same boat as you, mostly. They are tired of being sold to. The consumer today is very intelligent and understands when they're being sold um, a hot steaming plate of BS. <gasps> and I think we are using the marketing tactics of the 1980s where we're serving up a hot plate of BS and expecting people to uh, to eat it because we're the only show in town. Hmm. And that's just not going to work anymore. Yes. Um, people expect brands with authenticity that stand for things uh, that at least are not motivated purely by profit uh, in their, in, in their core, in their core, right? Like yeah. they, they want to connect with the people that believe in the, in the products, you right. know? Um, so anyway, I, what, what brand, what branding is now is not, you need to become very externally nice, like the evangelical church. Yes. You don't need to just appear like them. Yes. You need to be, you need to be at your core, a welcoming and engaging and open person. Mm-hmm. You need to be a person who listens, which is why the centered on citadelity was called so that we could do this. Right. Um, but it's, but, but what, but what happens is in so many cases is like, this is what I don't, what I don't get is like, the i feel like if you read the gospels and you read what jesus said to people that were living a sinful life like he's never except to the pharisees pharisees is very aggressive too which is maybe where these people get get their justification from because they think that the other group is, they think the people they're talking to are the Pharisees. Are the Pharisees, right? Everybody, if everybody that you're talking to is a Pharisee, then maybe you're the Pharisee, my guy. Because the, most cases, when Jesus meets these people who are have sinful mindsets or sinful attitudes, worst case, he hits them with a quick rebuke. But it's always like a, it's coming from a place of like knowing them and knowing who they are and love, love for them. And not just like rebuke to correct. Like his goal is not to fix them. His goal is to say, you know, like uh, you could be more like me. You know, I want you to be more like me. What, you know, you have all the tools and yet you chose to not to. Is it because I have not loved you? You know, like, yeah, I, there's, um, he also holds back the rebuke for as long as possible. Yeah. And lets them walk themselves into a corner. This yeah. is this is what is meant by uh, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. Because have you heard this that that fire God cannot help but be fire, and fire will make clay harden and mm-hmm. wax melt. Yes. And so, do you have a heart of clay? Do you have a heart of wax? Uh, you have a heart of clay because uh, you're a sinful, fallen human being, and you need Him to turn you into wax. Yes. Uh, and and so. He, Christ, throughout his, his earthly life, does what happened to Pharaoh. He does mm-hmm. to the Pharisees what happened to Pharaoh. Um, that 
he he gives them a, enough rope to hang themselves with uh yeah. and he 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 continually like says to them in parables and tries to like lead them on and like lead them to the truth and you know he does that whole thing where they're like where they're like are you from god and he goes let me ask you this question uh was john the baptist from god or was he from man and they kind of like they realize that politically they 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 whatever they answer this question they're going to be in trouble uh, damned they do damned they don't yeah and they go we don't know and he goes cool me either bummer <laughs> like since you haven't answered then i neither will i answer yeah uh <laughs> This is, you, this, is, yeah. this is what this is what makes me giving youth group talks fun is that I paraphrase the gospel. Yes. It's easy if you want to learn how to give a good talk, learn how to paraphrase the gospel and make it and make it cute. <laughs> the uh, I, I think the problem that we run into is everybody thinks that they're Jesus going after the Pharisees. And like you don't really see until after the ascension, Peter or James or John or any of them really going after the pharisees Mm -hmm. you know because they don't really have the authority until then you know and i think we conflate knowledge with authority in the catholic church yes which is dangerous to me Mm -hmm. because i know more than you i know more about the liturgy or i know about more about the tradition of the church or i know more about the gospels um then clearly i have a right to tell the priest what he said wrong in his homily I have a right to try and correct, you know, the president or the Father James Martin or Bishop Barron or whoever it is you would like to aim your sights at. Sure. Um, even Father Ripperger, you know, I'm sure some people are trying to correct him if we just couldn't do the whole spectrum, you know? Yeah. Um, but like knowledge doesn't actually confer authority, really. It yeah. Does it? Oh, okay. No. I was about to say, I was like, I feel pretty confident in saying that. No, but for doesn't. some reason, for some reason in the in the church, in the Catholic Church, that's all it takes for someone just to like waltz around and like swing in their swinging a large gun around and being like, "Hey, everybody, it's, I've got the knowledge right here. If everyone doesn't pipe down, listen to me." Yeah, you know? it's, it's it's because we're so thoroughly modernized. It's just in the air yeah. that we breathe that mm-hmm. you know the. the the knowledge is the thing. The gnosis is the thing that will uh-huh. give you the power, and you mm-hmm. know, knowledge is power. And yeah, I mean, that, it's literally a thing that we say: knowledge is power. Because schoolhouse rock. It would be so different if people were like, "Man, like if they just said very simply and humbly, man, Bishop Aaron or whoever, um, or you, like just a person to person, like, man, I really wish you would give the FSSP a shot. Like, I really feel like I find the heart of the Lord there, and I would love it if you could find Him there with me." And just left it at that was just like, this, this is where I'm at. Instead of being like, well, according to this and this and this council, and I've, I've noticed that these things that you've said, and then they, these people haven't done these things. And they just like start counting up all of the offenses, all of the demerits and all of the, <laughs> the credits and the debits, you know? I would say another thing, just don't say anything at all. True. Just speak silently. Say, say nothing. You could say nothing. You I could I'm say nothing. To, I think you I'm should invite people if you're being like... If the Lord is converting you by a specific thing, I think I don't think it's bad to be like, hey, honey, we should do this together because I think this is powerful, you know, or yeah, hey, sure. friend of mine, you should come with me. But well, it's like whenever it's like whenever Matt Frad gets in trouble. Oh, he on, does. He do be getting in trouble. And it's not even honestly, it's not even getting in trouble. Cause it's like mm-hmm. it's Internet people and Internet people have Internet strength and it's ultimately <laughs> nothing. 
Yes. <laughs> Louis C.K. said a fabulous thing the other day. Did you see that? No. He said something about like there's no whole person on the internet. There's just a bunch of fractions of people on the internet. <laughs> and when you pile them all up, it's the same size as a whole person or multiple people. But if you like chopped off 15 like dogs heads and you put them all in a pile, you don't have a whole dog. You just have a bunch <laughs> of dogs heads. And that's how he was talking about like the internet. It's just like a bunch of pieces of people. Yeah. You know, like it's, there's not really any whole people. And so when people are flaming you, it's just like, there's not really any threat there because it's yeah, just like a part of a person. Exa- yeah. They're doing it with exactly 1%, one whole percent of themselves. It's exactly. like, yeah. I mean, this is advice that I got. I think it's from the, I think it's from, it was from, it was from the Bible in the air. Nice. Father Mike was talking about it when he was talking about Proverbs. He was like, people think about how casually you critique things. That's how casually people are critiquing you. Like, don't mm-hmm. take criticisms to heart. And I think that's the thing that, like, mm-hmm. Bishop Barron understands, which is why he distanced himself from social media. Yeah. He's not Kevin Duranting. Uh, yeah. And what I think people need to recognize about their critiques of these large people, um, they probably have a healthy mindset that you do not have. And so yes. what your critiques of them are negligible. So just make a funny joke. Get mm-hmm. the internet points and you know make it make a funny joke that everyone can laugh at whether you're you know mad online or not yeah um everyone inside everyone is two wolves i like what you said too just to kind of close up the loop just about like home and trying to create a home for people when people say like welcome home to the catholic church you can actually say like you know we are really living in anticipation of the father's house and not just you know doing whatever it is we're doing but i like your thing about silence and just like not saying anything because sometimes the greatest, like the best trips to people's houses is when everything's just kind of quiet. Maybe there's a little music in the background, candles are lit, you have a nice dinner, but it's like quiet, you know, like it's silent in the true sense and not noisy. Um, I think there's a way to be online that is a silent way to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's probably good. Uh, and just trying to like convince a bunch of people that they're wrong or whatever is fine. I think I think we can simultaneously like have fun and be good natured and have good spirits and a good humor while also keeping that silence. Yeah. You know, wherever we're either work, online, in the church, wherever. I think that if we like kind of have that, then people are gonna want to be around us. They're gonna want to be Christian with us. And if yeah. they don't sense that, then they're gonna be like, oh, something's off here. It's just like a human sense that we have. You know, here's a good here's a good trick. If you want to start not getting Ooh, mad on one the simple internet. trick to drive the demons away. One simple trick to 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 make sure that you're not going to get mad on the Internet or really in real life either is uh, you take you take people at face value. I've said this before on the cast. Did you get a hair in your whiskey. I don't know what that was. It was like crumbly. Weird. Yeah, it was only liquid in that cup. <laughs> All right, um, carry on. Take people at face value. Uh-huh. Read their words. So people get people get mad at the mats. They're getting mad at Matt Walsh. They're getting mad at Matt Frad on the internet because he said something. Should we rebrand um, to being both of us named Matt to get yeah, we should higher be, we traffic? Should, welcome to the Matt cast. Matt and cast. we'll just say Republican things and we'll get, we'll ooh, get freaking clicks. Ooh, here we go. <clears throat> I think it's good that Elon Musk is buying.
destroying Twitter and putting Donald Trump back on it so that finally I can post about Christian nationalism without anybody getting mad. Yeah, finally the finally the cancel culture <gasps> is over. Take that Democratic National Convention. Take that demon rats. I don't you think I t- I'm going to take the midterms and I'm going to Win them, and you're gonna yeah. Lose. Get ready for the 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 red wave. Ooh, here we come, baby. Oh, it's midterms. It's mi- I I I predict with my galaxy brain that during the midterms of a Democratic president and inflation, there will be a bunch of Republicans it's elected. Crazy. I am very smart and original opinion haver. You're a good opinion <laughs> haver. What were you saying? You were saying something that was profound. Oh, take One everyone at face value. Take everyone at face value. Yeah. Yeah, so Matt Walsh says something on a podcast. I listened to the podcast episode, and every <laughs> every uh, every tweet about <clears throat> it is Matt Walsh said that girls should get married at sixteen. I did see this. Yeah, and yeah. so you listen to him, right? And you hear what he's saying, and he's not saying that. He's saying things that he should not be saying. Correct, because he's, he's saying wrong factually. Yeah, he's being he's being wrong. He's just he's both of the both the people who are talking are just being historically inaccurate. Um he's just not saying correct things. And I don't know if this is a phone conversation or a podcast interview or whatever, but it's just why say this? That's what's happening. And it's like, okay, look, he has some wrong opinions, but I'm not going to go and accuse him of being a groomer. All yeah. right. Um like unless someone says I want to have sex with 16-year-olds, you probably can't say this guy wants to have sex with 16-year-olds. Or unless, yeah. I mean, you might be able to not say it and then do it, and then we can pr- pretty accurately say, like, that guy wants to have sex with 16 That guy obviously does. Obviously. But other than those situations... And so, what I mean, I it's just... When you add subtext to things, you are... you When you try to denote, like, figure out what someone is saying... Not trying to defend groomers, by the way. I don't want anyone to think. No, that I'm not even trying people. to defend Matt Walsh. No, I think I think he said dumb. some stupid stuff that was not smart. But at the it's very least, don't accuse people of something that doesn't connect with what they actually said. But it's like it's like it's it's a it's a dog pile where it's like, oh look, we can score points about yes. by being like, look, see Republican bad. Because Therefore, really, what it, what happens is you post it. You post even if you post the clip, if you say, can't believe that Matt Walsh wants to have sex with sixteen year olds. Half the people aren't going to stop to listen to the clip. They're just going to be like, damn, that's right. Like, move on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's it. Which is like, calumny. I'm trying to take people at face value, you know? I'm trying not to read. I was talking to a friend about something Matt said, Matt Frad said a while back. Mm-hmm. He was like, and my friend was like, you know, it's just it's just that, you know, he says things with... And you know that in the past, like he he you, he's like he's like he says this, and it's hard to it's hard to trust that he's not being misogynistic. And it's like, well, I mean, but you read this, and th- that does not mean misogyny. So mm-hmm. I I like where where are the where is the misogyny though? Like yeah. I, I can't I can't just I can't just trust Jen Morrison on Twitter because she'll she I mean she looks at a cloud and sees misogynists. I don't know. You know, it's it just it but... just you can't probably should bleep her name out i don't want to start any fights um i'll leave it in okay uh she wrote a hit piece on franciscan a while back i'm holding uh, a grudge it's not fair nice uh she reached out to me for comment once and i was Ooh. like "Ooh, no where have all the good mats gone and where are all the frads <laughs> but anyway i don't know just try the i i, I use too many internet people as an example that's okay um I try think- to try to take people at face value, right? So, like when I was in Newcastle and I would get asked, "Where are the teens?" You know, my sixth month at the 
starting mm-hmm. a youth group there. I would read subtext. Mm-hmm. And I would say, oh, they're telling me that I'm doing a bad job. They're saying that it's my fault that the teens aren't here. It's my fault that teenagers globally are not going to church. You know, that's what they're saying. And so I'd get mad. That is you, though, by the way. What? That's, I mean, globally. It is my fault. Come on. Yeah. You have a podcast. (laughs) Uh, And so I would get mad, but that's not, but I have decided instead, I'm going to take people at face value. Mm -hmm. You know, when they say, where are the teens? I am going to tell them. They're not here. (laughs) They're not here. Where are the teens? They're probably doing something more fun. Actually, they're that's probably, probably what's smoking weed and doing kickflips. But yeah, they're probably on, they're on TikTok. Probably. They're probably they're probably smoking weed on TikTok. That's just what I should say on TikTok. Or I could be like Jesus and answer them with a parable. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think of one though. That would be good. Here's a good parable. What man amongst you would not smoke weed and watch TikTok <laughs> and give his son a fish? Also. <laughs> <laughs> What man among you would not teach a man to fish for a day and so that he can eat a lifetime? Yeah. What man among you, when constructing a tower, would simply sit back, smoke some kush, and decide not to construct that tower? (laughs) What man (laughs) among you had two sons? (laughs) What's that a reference to? The prodigal son. Oh, nice. A man had two sons. A man had two sons. One of them smoked weed, and the other (laughs) one... Likely. I'm done. Okay. We got to do patron of the week before we get to Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Uh, do we have a patron of the week? Is there a patron got, of the week? We got two, we got two pa- Did you Patreons. Know, what? Can I say something? I posted this on the Discord. You would have seen it if you're on the Discord, bit.ly such crunch Discord. But I did some math, Patrick. Yeah, you did. I saw some percentages in can there, I sh- buddy. Can I share the math? Please share the math. I'm just going to share the math real quick before we wow, get into this. Wow, a lot this. of lot of claps, a lot of claps on this, and not claps. a lot going to Patreon.com/slash. <laughs> claps on the math. Uh, I just gave a quick update in Discord because there's a lot that's changed and a lot of things are going on over the last 90 days, which is about how long Patrick and I have been putting more energy into trying to take the crunch full time. Uh, here's a couple of numbers for you. Number one, the number of people in our Discord has grown by 32 percent which is crazy. We're at like 347 people in our Discord now, which is awesome. Uh, our weekly listenership has grown 8% compared to the previous 90 days, which I think mm-hmm. evens out to like 200 more listens per episode if you kind of factor in the people who listen to the back catalog. It's really hard. They don't give me the exact data that I need, which is I want these episodes and these episodes. You know, I'd have to go back and do that manually which would be tedious but about eight percent which is pretty good growth i would say that's decent um the number of patrons has grown by 33 percent and the dollar amount this is the crazy one patrick the dollar amount of monthly gifts on our patreon has grown by 114 percent more than double more than double which Thanks, is guys we amazing really appreciate it <laughs> so uh that's good because our families have more than doubled so <laughs> indeed that's not true that's no that's not true at all it's grown by 50 percent but your family's grown by 50% and my family's family. grown by 50%. So together, so our families have grown by 100%. 100%, yes. Yeah, that's how percentages work. I would say so. I took math. Yes. So uh, thank you for everybody. If you haven't joined Discord, great community. We have a lot of really good conversations on there. Bit. I think it is the most, Discord. out of all of the Catholic communities on the internet, ours is the only one that won't make you want to leave the church. 
Yeah. It's so, it's such a good balance between it's like so bad out there, man. There's some there's some communities out there that kind of with what we were talking about that make you feel like, man, I, I don't belong here. Like you yeah. wander into the teenage boys room that has stuff on the walls and you're just like, Where am I? You know, you're like why is there a why is there like a fully decomposed rat corpse in the corner? And you're exactly. like, Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, that's where I talk to my friend. The the Discord, it's the living room of the internet. You know, everybody comes in, comes out. They're talking, they're chatting, they're having, they're eating snacks, they're having a good time. People talking about anything. We're talking about sports. We're talking about politics. We're talking about the church. We're talking about the podcast. Things that you're liking, music. It's just it's just such a good and holy place, and uh, it's really special what we've been able to build there. So if you're part of the Discord, pop in, say hey. I know I know not all of you chat every week, so uh, don't feel bad. Contribute. Um, and if you haven't joined, try it out. Check it out. But uh, we also have a community on Patreon, which gets bonus content every single week. And they get to support us as we try to grow this little Crazy. mom and pop shop to being a multinational empire, much like McDonald's. I want to be the wanna, McDonald's. Do you guys want to hear us do some crazy, awesome uh, mini podcast series or YouTube videos like... Like that amazing idea that we had to bleep out. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty slick. You should go to patreon.com slash the crunch. You hear the unedited version on the video bonus podcast. <laughs> uh, but do we have a patron of the week, Patrick? Oh, yes. So we got two patrons, uh, two new patrons last 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 week. Shout out to uh, Mariel. 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 You can hear uh you can hear Ethan sing a happy birthday song to Mariel. <laughs> yeah. Um classic. on an episode. Oh my gosh, I don't remember when it is. That's she probably old. doesn't remember. Yeah. It's an old Happy birthday, Mariel. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh and then shout out to a ten dollar month pledge by Peter Danner. Why would someone pledge ten dollars, Ethan, exactly? Why would someone pledge ten dollars exactly? That doesn't make any sense. Um, because if they pledge $10 exactly, not only do they get the crunch lunch, which I've decided to morph into like a weekly roundup of the news, which has been really, really fun. I bet. Um, we talked about Russia and the nukes last week and it was, it was great because I learned a lot and they taught me a lot, but also we just got to talk about what's going on in the world and it was really fun. We had like more people in that crunch lunch than we had ever before. So they get access to the $5 a month crunch lunch. They get access to the exclusive patron Discord, and they get access to the video bonus podcast that we put out once a week. And you get a special little tag on the your Discord. You get a special role in Discord that says you are part of a complete breakfast. <laughs> That's true. You are a whole snack. That's You're a whole you snack. I, I think the best thing about our Patreon, the best decision I made when it came to Patreon, is that the tiers are named after breakfasts. It's very funny. It is funny. It's very clearly Patrick Nevy. Yeah. yeah my i showed my i showed my wife a joke uh that i wrote for uh, i showed my my wife a tweet and she's like that is an incredibly patrick tweet do you want to hear it no okay so but, here it is okay um, i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> um oh no i can't find it never mind here's oh, come one. on you gotta say it bro oh, okay it was uh emt sir you've been in a terrible accident we had to remove your colon me, dang, that sucks. EMT, yeah. Anyway, do you know what time it is? Me, nine hundred. Cause it's nine o'clock, mm-hmm. but I had to remove the colon. <laughs> oh, here's a better one. Here's a better one. Bank okay. robber, 
Put the money in the bag. Security guard. Drop your weapons. In security guard. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm like so awkward. <laughs> that is <funny. laughs> That's a good one, right? I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the colon one. You had to explain it. Yeah. Me. No, that's a, that's a thinker. But if if it if it gets people to stop and think, if it if it, if the tweet hooks people, the fact that they're gonna stop and think about it means that the algorithm prefer it because it, 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 the longer you pause on a tweet, the more engagement it gets. Ah, nice. Yeah. Clever boy. Um, do we have a doctor from Zidia? Uh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 I... All right, you came to the right place, you ding-dong. <laughs> it's called communication, baby. <laughs> Dear Dr. Ethan and Professor Patrick, is me, Jarvis, from uh, from an episode a while back called, um, oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> ben put it in the, uh, if you want to hear, this is Jarvis's second call, so very clearly he's a repeat customer, which means Ethan didn't do his job. What? Um, what it's from the episode. Job? It's from the episode. I haven't been doing okay, which okay. is a good episode from yes. July tenth. Mm-hmm. Got some great feedback on that episode. A lot of good feedback on that um, episode. Yeah. So go to that one and go to minute marker fifty five thirty, and okay. you'll hear from Jarvis. Jarvis. Recap Jarvis. But if you don't want to go back, here's the recap. Jarvis spent years trying to get to go to seminary, kept getting denied for health reasons. An old uh-huh. friend showed up, Cecilia. They had some long conversations, started texting regularly. Then he found out he might actually get into seminary and couldn't decide whether to ask her out yes. or apply to seminary. You remember yes. this? Yes. This is a do good you remember one. what I said? No. All right. Well, well, we'll see how we'll see how going consistent in you are, huh? <laughs> All right. It's me, Jarvis, from the episode I haven't been doing okay. Oh, there it is, right there. Uh, I'm back. Wanted to give an update and ask for yet more advice. Around the time of the episode I was featured in, Cecilia and I stopped hanging out. <gasps> Not due to any decision on either of our parts, but purely because of scheduling conflicts. We uh, just kept canceling. Hmm. She also ended up taking a job in a neighboring school district rather <gasps> than in the building I work at. Uh, I took these things as the Lord arranging events to point me mm-hmm. towards seminary. So I went mm-hmm. ahead and started the application process for my diocese. At Whoa. the end of August, we were finally able to get lunch together, which was nice, but it felt platonic. I took <gasps> this as a good sign that whatever spark between us uh had been there between us was gone and i could finally with clarity carry on with the application process yes. considering her going forward is nothing other than a friend and that's where it ends just kidding. wow fast forward to the end of september <laughs> man i love what it is i love happy endings I wait what too, what's that there's so, more so rare in the world today Fast forward to the end of September, we met up at Panera after work one day to catch up and talk about how the first month of the school year had gone for both of us and swap stories about funny middle schooler behavior. You can't go to Panera because anytime <laughs> you eat like a bacon turkey Bravo, there's always some kind of like it's se- a bacon turkey sexual Bravo energy. Panera. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they, hey, get they, me a bacon turkey Bravo. I'm... Custom made. What do they call that? What's what's like a dressing, but it's not a dressing. Um, uh and aioli, like the aioli that aioli. they put on there, something would just. <laughs> you ever make an aioli? Oh, it's I, I t- let me tell you something about making an aioli. I, I love a good aioli. <laughs> anyway, we ended up talking for about five hours. We were so engrossed in conversation. The Holy. restaurant emptied out and closed without us even noticing it until employee asked, came over and asked us to leave. Nice. Then we talked for another forty-five minutes in the parking lot in forty-degree weather. I was absolutely smitten in a way I haven't felt since high school. <sighs> smitten. Smitten. No. Are you sure it wasn't just because you were cold and you were like, she looks warm? 
<laughs> Your monkey brain kicked in. <laughs> like she looks warm. I cuddles. Warm person. Not having any clue what to do with this, I immediately got in touch with a holy old nun I know and asked to get coffee with her. I explained, now I'm in love with her. Smitten. <laughs> smitten all over again. It was the aioli at Panera. I explained everything to her in far greater detail that I'm doing here. And she advised that I pursue Cecilia. What are you she talking to us that, for? You talked to yeah, a holy really. nun. You talked to a holy nun, a holy old nun. She said that even if I was still called to the priesthood, this experience, however it might turn out, would likely make me a better priest. Right after meeting with the nun, I called my best friend to talk to him about it, and he concurred. I have a meeting with my spiritual director soon. I'll most certainly bring this to him, but in the meantime, I'd love some more advice from the Crunch Boys on how to proceed. Do I ask her out? Do I not ask her out? Should I put a halt in the application process or just keep going? Once again, what do I do? Many thanks, Jarvis. I think the advice generally that being in a relationship will make you a better priest is just not, it's not the best advice. Yeah, I don't know. Because don't it's know. its like, so you're telling me that all the priests who went to seminary right out of high school who never had a girlfriend are just automatically worse priests than priests who had relationships in like yeah. college, you know, like that just, I mean, maybe you might have some more insights, but. Like the the tr- the the truth about communication and love between men and women doesn't really change based on whether or not you've experienced it. You know, yeah. Like you might be yeah. able to have a more more intuitive sense of a situation, but really, Patrick, we've said it before. Mm-hmm. It's all about communication. Communication, baby. And so, if you know how to communicate, which is a is a jump for some priests, but if you know how to communicate, then you're going to be a fine priest. Yeah, you know, so I I don't I don't know about that. It's advice. like I I saw someone post this today that they were like, ah, oh, like I don't I don't care about what single people think about marriage, which is fair. I don't care about what single people's marital advice is. Yeah, that's generally generally you know, good. If someone if someone if a single person says you're doing marriage wrong, I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, thank but you. But if someone who's advice. single gives me a good piece of advice pertaining to my marriage, I mean, it's still good advice even if they're single, you know. Yeah. And and I don't think you necessarily need to be in someone's state to give them advice in that state. Correct. You know, you don't necessarily need to be a priest to advise a priest on how to There's handle a situation priest, pertaining to their priesthood. Priests that I know have asked me for advice, which is crazy because I'm just a guy. It turns out that wisdom comes from many different places indeed and so you don't necessarily need to have experience something i used to get flack for this when i was in high school i would give my friends relationship advice and my friend was like you've never been in a relationship and i was like actually uh that can make you better at giving advice because you don't have any wounds you don't need baggage yeah like one time <laughs> one time a priest gave a friend of mine incredibly bad advice in the confessional and it was very clear that he was taught and he he told a story about how so this friend of mine was engaged and she was like saying something to him and he was like well when i was engaged my engagement like he had an engagement that broke up that they broke up obviously because he became a priest mm-hmm. and so he was very clearly giving her advice based on that engagement experience mm-hmm. that he had mm-hmm. and he was bad at giving advice because he Oof. was operating out of his own experience of what it's like to be engaged um yeah. and projecting so there's a very funny video of a guy who's saying like, I think if it's like, guys, if you're with a girl who doesn't appreciate you, break up with her. Girls, if you're with a guy who isn't treating you right, give him some time. He might be going through something. Time. You know, yeah. it's like a it's funny because it's like it's very clearly his own experience. You know? Yeah. 
Give him some time. He might be working through some stuff. Maybe working you know, through he might he might have a bad relationship with his mom, and that's yeah. what's going on. Right. Um. So don't do not date this girl because you think it'll make you a better priest. That's I think using someone. I think you should date this girl. Um. Because how, you is like he her. in college? Is he in college? Do we know? Um. He, what's his What's his situation? Like, is he Is he working? He is. Well, yeah. If you remember, he is working. He's he's working. Yeah, so he, yeah, they're 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 working in middle school. Yeah, they they're, okay. They're, they're adult people. They're adult people. They're okay. adult people. They're adult, adult people beings. out of college. Man, there's not. A, you're still gonna be the old guy at seminary if you go this year or next year. You know, like, yeah. Once you apply for seminary, it's kind of weird to start dating somebody. But if you date somebody and it ends up not working out, it's not weird to go back and apply for seminary, even if you've already started the application process. Trust me, yeah, you're go not going to let the vocations director down or your spiritual director down because they've seen this. They've seen this. This happens. They expect this. Yes. This is why vocations oh, directors the young- can, are the saddest priests in the diocese because they just <laughs> can't, they get so excited about like a hot young guy who's going to come in there and be a great priest and then he meets a girl and then he's just like, it's like a car salesman when someone like walks off the lot, you know? He's just like yeah, so he's like, broken. <laughs> like I thought <laughs> Or like I those videos when... Like NFL quarterbacks dress up like college kids and they like go to practice or go to tryouts or whatever. I saw that one, yeah. And like the coach is like, oh man, this guy's going to be good. And then he takes off the mask and it's like pained smile. It's like, oh, I oh, thought he was, was going to be really good. It was, it was Peyton Manning. It's, it's, it's Eli Manning. Oh, no. Oh, was it Eli Manning? I think it was that? Eli, yeah. I a, saw that a video. A few quarterbacks and have done that, yeah. I saw that video and, and uh, the 40-year-old man did not convince the, <laughs> the... There were two guys who were like looking at him and one of them was like, that's Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah. But I'm obviously... Oh, th- this this random nowhere guy from Nowheresville, Who Indiana has a camera crew up, following him has around. Has a camera crew following him around. Yeah. And yeah, his yeah, name fine. is Chuck Masters or something like that. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I think you should... I don't know. Pursue it. I think you should ask her out, but not because you'll be a better priest. You know, with like that... You don't need... You don't need that's, a, that is using someone. You don't need an escape hatch in the back of your mind where like, oh, if this doesn't work out, at least I'll be a better priest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm going to pursue this because here it is and I'm engrossed by her. The aioli <laughs> sent me, you know. Yeah, the bacon too. turkey bravo was <laughs> the most erotic of foods at the right time. And I'm going to ask her out. We're going to date. And... I'm going to be and you and if you do this you have to discern whether or not you're going to propose to this woman. And that's the only thing you can discern. You are not allowed to discern is marriage the right vocation for me? And you're also not allowed to discern seminary, right? There's yeah. there, when you are dating this woman, there is one thing that you are discerning and it's should I be dating this woman and should I propose to her? You can't discern marriage as a whole and you yeah. can't discern priesthood as a whole you can only discern priesthood with this person while you're dating her which is great because that just lets you you have freedom you can just discern it with her and if it doesn't work out then you kind of open back up you say lord where do you want me to go next and you have that freedom yeah but revel in the freedom in that you just get to be with her and be like is this it my my discernment hot take is that most people discern most people don't discern the priesthood, right? They discern, is the priesthood better than marriage, like, generally? And they go, yeah. oh, yeah, it is. And then, because it, like, is the perfect, the Christian state, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're, 
it's, a lot it's of men a, discern the priesthood and they're like, man, you're telling me that I get three meals a day, I get a bunch of boys, <laughs> you know, I get a place to sleep and uh, get a drink beer and smoke cigarettes. All right. I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you think like you, a lot of guys like discern, oh, the priesthood is like this dignity. There's a lot of dignity to it. And it's, it's very. <laughs> you <ever> met a priest? <laughs> Some of those undignified men that I've ever met are priests. A lot of the young guys who I know <laughs> who are discerning the priesthood were like, yeah. They, yeah. And anyway, and then they, they go and they're like, oh, wait, this is actually not for me. This is not the way that I'm going to become a saint. So I should probably not do this. Yeah. Or they just stick it with it and then they. Mm-hmm. scandalize their flock anyway um <laughs> i love my priest friends but you guys would be shocked if you don't hang out with priests regularly you'd be shocked at the things that come out of their mouths <laughs> i follow all of their alts and it's incredible <laughs> yeah you get you get a whiskey into them and you get them away from the pastor and all of a sudden it all comes it all comes flying out streaming out <laughs> it's crazy because there there is no people don't right people don't realize this there is no person less respected at a parish than a parochial vicar Yes, there is nothing like everyone's. He's, he's, he has just as many, uh, just as many enemies, if not more, as the pastor, and uh, no power to do anything about it. So poor yeah. parochial vicars, and and he probably is the one that has to go to all the youth stuff. So he's probably also just like tired, tired. <laughs> it's like, oh, I need you to go to youth group, and also, can you go to the old folks' home? And also, I need you to make this hospital visit, and also, I need you to. They got a funeral on Tuesday, and also, like, you just get everything. <laughs> So, yeah. Pray for the priest, man. Pray for the priest. All right, podcast. I got to go. Um, I got to edge. I got to edge later. So I got to. You ready to start? Yeah. You ready, you ready to start? I, didn't, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't started recording. So whenever you're ready. That was a good warm up. I feel Thanks. Like. We got to. <laughs> you just gave me a heart attack saying that. <laughs> um, we um, forgot to. We Wait. What did we forget to do? We never, did everything. We, we didn't forget anything. We did it all. Yeah, we did um, everything. I think everybody. Patreon.com slash the crunch. If you can support us at the $10 a month level, I would encourage you to consider it. Uh, if we had you know, a good number of people that were supporting us at the $10 a month level, it would be a lot easier to uh, do put into action a lot of the really good ideas that we have that right now are just kind of sitting on the shelf because we just don't have the time or the money. Like if we if I could hire an editor, you like know, hire. Hire. Like, yeah. like on retainer, like pay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, then no, like Regan, Regan was great. I don't want, I want to pay him. I want to be able to yes, pay him. I to want do to pay this. him to do the thing. <laughs> so that's, uh, if you can do that, that would really mean a lot to us. You can join the discord. That would mean a lot to us. Oh, people need to leave a review. That's the other thing. Yes. Please um, leave a review on please, iTunes, on please, Apple podcast. Leave a review on iTunes. And, uh, all right, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Um, Ethan's tweet just doubled in engagement because I retweeted it. So looks like the shoe's on the other foot now. <laughs> I'm not going to end the show. It's the, it's the year gonna, of Pat. I'm going to leave you here and we're going to keep doing the show and I'm not going to end it. And you're going to be late to edge because I'm oh, just going to no. sit here, not ending the show for the next hour. But I got to go set stuff up. I got to go light some candles. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you all next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.